just just start going mermaids 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 <laughs> that is not how the theme goes <laughs> that is not the tr- that is not the turn it into an action adventure film <laughs> mermaids where they're like charlie's angels like khrushchev's invading and what are we gonna do katie's always like three or four steps behind because of her little legs Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where I have never seen a woman treat a bagel like this before. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1990 uh, comedy? Is that what it is? Let's just call it a film. <laughs> <laughs> the 1990s film Mermaids. You, you you have like an arched eyebrow expression today. Can, can, can you tell, tell me a little bit what that's about? Listen, I like this movie. It's just that upon rewatch, it's a lot weirder than I remember. Yeah, I... It's- all over the place. I have only ever heard of this movie. I had never seen it before. Apparently it's based on a novel. I had no idea. I did not either. Don't forget, guys, go follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. And you can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And if you haven't done so yet, guys, please go leave us a review on one of our platforms. Do it. Use one of our platforms to share it with a friend. When you leave a review in a place like Apple Podcasts, it just increases the likelihood that it's going to recommend it to somebody else. And that means more oil for the United States. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. Shh. <laughs> wow. This whole self-isolation thing is really getting to you, isn't it? I just got back from Turkmenistan yesterday. You did no such thing. <laughs> Maybe in your daydreams. Ooh, we're gonna play my favorite game. Who's the worst mother in the world? Oh, now don't tell me. Let me guess. Who could it be? Could it be me? Charlotte's mother is many things. Charlotte, we're Jewish. Normal isn't one of them. Okay, how do I look? Like a woman about to go forth in sin. Oh, good. Exactly the look I was hoping for. That's how Rachel liked it. And that's why Charlotte didn't. Sometimes I feel like you're the child and I'm the grown-up. What is this? Cheese ball pick-me-ups and for dessert, marshmallow kebabs. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I'm trying not to drive too fast. Well, after my mom, nothing seems fast. They have almost nothing in common. Or don't do anything I would. Are you coming home with me? I love a mic. But there's one thing they do share. Men. You kissed him? How could you do that? Well, if I were you, Charlotte, I'd go easy. I know that you're planning a celibate life, but with half my chromosomes, I think that might be tough. All right. You want to you wanna talk about Cher? Because that's what this conversation is going to be about. Guys, we've got a lineup. <laughs> we've got such we've got, we've a got, lineup. We've got some good names. So, guys, I mean, Cher. Yes. Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> As a child, you're aware of Cher because she's putting out her comeback music when you're a child. And oh, yeah. At, like the turn of the millennium. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I feel you, Cher. Do you remember when she was on Will and Grace? Yes, I do. <laughs> when Jack finally got to meet Cher. Yeah, and she was God. And she plugged her own album yeah. in his dream. Hit it, boys. This is a different kind. Song dedicated to everyone. 
<laughs> Cher's an icon. She sure is. We love Cher. And she's so hot. All right. In this movie. <laughs> like, she, mm, that is a lot of woman. Stop. That is a woman. You're going to be like this. Oh. <laughs> Rachel would like you. Because I'm a furry little weirdo. Yes. Like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you folks will know Bob Hoskins from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Guess who he played? Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me. He's Mario. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you might also know him as Smee from Hook. Yeah. Which we've still yet to do Hook. I know. We're going to need it, to do Hook this year. It's on the short list. Smee's me. What about me? Winona. Winona Our Ryder. girl Winona. Yes, you'll remember Winona from Girl Interrupted. This is about nine years earlier than that, so... And little baby Christina Ricci. Yeah. So you know Christina Ricci from Things. <laughs> Casper. Sleepy Hollow. Penelope. And no one else in the film really matters. Okay, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's that guy that was in 16 Candles, but, like, literally he didn't do anything else after this. Michael... What's his buck? Sheffling. Uh, yeah. Shuffling. Shuffling. The Canadian. He's... Canada, I love you. <laughs> I love Canada. I love you. Um, so, this is the slowest start to a film. I hate this. That I've ever sat through. I, I wrote credits dying out before the film is such a mood. <laughs> you think so? I, I, I don't want to sit through it. <laughs> Get to the meat. It's all slow motion yeah. at a swim meet. The swimmer's like coming towards the camera, mm -hmm. but it's happening so slowly. Yeah. And I just can't stand that. I, I don't want to deal with it. It's a girl Winona. We begin in 1963 with some bluesy piano and Winona Ryder in voiceover as young Charlotte Flax. My sister Kate learned to swim when most babies were still gnawing the sides of their playpens. I adore her. Everybody does. The day she was born, I wanted to name her after St. Godmet, the virgin beekeeper. But mother, Mrs. Flax, thought I was a little peculiar. I don't agree. It's mostly just Winona Ryder in voiceover, though. Like, a good deal <laughs> of her interaction is through voiceover. A couple things about Charlotte. Number one, she's obsessed with Catholicism. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you why you thought she was obsessed with Catholicism. She probably found a Bible. Entirely possible. Probably found a Catholic missile. Oh, I love it when her mother comes in her room and she's like praying and she's like, Charlotte, Charlotte we're, we're Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> Number two, she does not like her mother, Mrs. Flax. Mrs. Flax. <laughs> Mrs. Rachel Flax. Rachel, played by Cher. Mm. God, hey. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to when she's picking out dresses and she's just Viva. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Viva. Like it, the, the thing about Cher is it's her eyes. You think her? She has great eyes. She has great eyes. Are you kidding me? You get so they're hypnotic. I wrote down Cher is so hot three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but Rachel's kind of a nag. Yeah, Rachel doesn't take her daughter seriously, and so we have the other daughter, right? We have Katie. Oh yeah, little baby Christina Ricci. Katie's obsessed with swimming. Yeah, as we can tell by the 50 minute intro we had at the pool yeah no, <laughs> she wants to be an olympic swimmer she wants to swim the english channel mm -hmm. she has very adorable big dreams a couple of things about miss flax <laughs> rachel she loves to look good like what's your favorite 
outfit that Cher wears in this movie. Not the polka dot one. That shows up five times. <laughs> I think she's got two po- I think she's got two polka dot dresses in two different colors. I'm a fan of If you say the black one, I'm gonna be upset. It's the black one, isn't it? I'm a fan of the black one. Oh my god, with the lace? Mm. Oh, stop it. Mm. She looks good in everything. But the polka dot one, no. It shows up way too many times. Oh, and I have one more question about her uh, look. Is it a wig? Do you Shares hair? Yeah, do you think that's her or do you think that's a wig? I think it's her. I think it's a wig. I think it's her. It's too perfect. And it's so high and full. Ah, if it's real, then it looks amazing. Number two, she can't cook. Finger foods. Anything she makes has to have a toothpick in it. What is this? Cheese ball pick-me-ups accompanied by miniature franks and for dessert. Marshmallow kebabs. A word about Mrs. Flax and food. The word is hors d'oeuvres. Fun Finger Foods is her main source book, and that's all the woman cooks. She just doesn't cook. She just, yeah, she just doesn't. She just slaps some snacks together. She says it's too big of a commitment to cook. Yeah, anything more than uh, Finger Foods is too big a commitment. I That made me crazy. I was like, come on. It's too big a commitment. So she's bumping uglies with her boss, right? They're in the car, and her boss is, she's like, held up. Did you just tell me that not only am I not going on this trip, that you're taking another woman? Oh, honey, she's not just another woman. She's my wife. We've moved 18 times. It gets easy to read the signs. There's a pattern developing among this small family. What pattern is that? Well, Rachel seems to go out with men. Lots of men. Yeah, the- Rachel gets taken with these men. Which is fine. Then... When it doesn't work out, Rachel uproots these two poor little girls and moves them somewhere else. That's not fine. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty, um, uh... We don't slut shame around here, but that stuff's not cool. But, like, literally, she'll just, you know, have a manic episode, swirl her finger and pick a spot on the map, and that's where they go. That shot of her in the tub yeah. where she has a map open in front of her, and she closes her eyes, and she just... Well, wherever her finger lands. Glory, glory, hallelujah. (laughs) I couldn't believe that nonsense. Also, moving from Oklahoma to Massachusetts. It's quite a trek. That is a trek. And quite a change. That's a long way to move two children. So Rachel's losing it every six months. Yeah, when they pull up to that little house, I just, I wrote that property is effing cute it is massachusetts in the fall i love massachusetts in the fall and they are so postcard they are a cute little house it's right next door to this crick and a convent it's very picturesque we're unpacking in charlotte's new room and we're having a passive aggressive conversation about the fact that the girls are gonna like boston just fine once they get used to it Mm -hmm. just like oklahoma just like florida just like nevada just like washington i don't know where they've been just like every other place oklahoma was great i like living there yeah i know and you'll love living here when you get used to it yeah and when you get used to it we'll move and everything will change again life is change charlotte death is Dwelling on the past or staying in one place too long. (laughs) Sure, Rachel. We'll go with that. You get frustrated with Rachel, don't you, Ross? I do. Then we get on the subject of Charlotte's father. (laughs) Charlotte has- The whole eclipse thing just makes me giggle. I'm like, (laughs) what's happening? Charlotte has one father and Kate has another father, which, you know, cool. Poor Charlotte doesn't even have a picture of her father. 
Like she she has a picture, but it's ripped in half across the middle so you can only see his legs. It's too symbolic. It's so dramatic. She doesn't even know what he looks like. Yeah. It is upsetting because she is obviously obsessed with him coming back to her one day. Yeah. She thinks it's going to happen. She's really hung up on it. The next day they come home from the grocery store and Joe Peretti, who I know you have so many thoughts about, is standing in their front yard. My name's Joe Peretti. I work up the hill. So if you need anything done, um, ma'am. (laughs) Ma'am? If I could just have Joe erased from the plot, that would be fantastic. Or (laughs) replace Joe with someone... Of an appropriate age, <laughs> perhaps, because this is 1990, uh-huh. and we're portraying 1963. Mm-hmm. So I understand that yeah, it's a different time, but like 15, 26. <laughs> It's an inappropriate age difference. It's inappropriate. Yeah, so we've already blown the lid off this, but Joe Peretti is going to be Winona Ryder's... He's sh- going to be writing Winona. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, hey, hey, the actor is 19. <laughs> and she... And Joe is 30. Yeah, so. so at least it's legal. He is the groundskeeper for the convent next door. I hate her voiceovers. She's just like, oh, thank you, God. This is a <laughs> This is a real sign. (laughs) And you just hear Rachel go, our closest neighbors are a bunch of nuns. (laughs) She looks at Charlotte and goes, I suppose you believe this is divine providence. (laughs) Like she won't leave Charlotte alone. Like Charlotte is already weird enough and she knows it. But now she's making fun of her in front of boys. Yeah, Rachel can be a little rude to Charlotte sometimes. Like I'll give Charlotte that. I don't like that Rachel's trying to push Charlotte on on this 26 year old man. Like, I don't care if it was the 60s. She's 15 years old. 26 and cute as a button. Too bad you said I'm being a nun. You know, Charlotte, I think you might be old enough for a boyfriend now. If I'm old enough, maybe you're too old. Don't be ridiculous. A real woman is never too old. The next day, Charlotte goes next door to the convent and finds them playing horseshoes in the graveyard. The nuns, I mean. What? Isn't that- It just sounds morbid. <laughs> playing horseshoes. You'd say playing horseshoes in the yeah. graveyard? The nuns are playing horseshoes in the graveyard. That sounds like a macabre poem. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're having so much fun. Yeah, and like, I was just, Mary was watching this with me earlier and I was like, look, nuts having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get me one of those calendars. So um, yes, the nuns are frolicking and having fun. I love the shot of her walking down that awning of trees, like that long tunnel mm-hmm. that's just trees draped over this path. It's This is a very beautiful spot, this yeah. convent. The creek has like a little waterfall and there's lots of greenery. And there's too much room for her to think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she gets in her head, Ross, and I think she just spins and spins. She finds Joe by the lake and she's watching him pull weeds and she's crossing herself. <laughs> Dear God, don't let me catch feelings and be nasty. <laughs> Like, gosh, please, please don't let me do unspeakable things. <laughs> She's so dramatic. I don't, I just, I can't imagine. I'm only laughing because I can't imagine speaking to myself that way at 15. She's watching him and he throws something off camera and she goes, Dear God, I love the way he throws. 
<laughs> what? What does that mean? Like, she's so weird. So Cher gets herself a little job. Listen to me, Cher. <laughs> so Rachel gets herself a little job. Yeah, she's going to work for the town's attorney. Yeah, she's secretary. And it's so funny because when she we see her in his office, she's typing and his fiance is sitting there waiting for him to take her out to lunch. It's very Marilyn and Jackie. Oh, she is staring <laughs> daggers at this woman who is just trying to type some depositions. She is sizing her up. She's like, hmm, I don't like that working 15 feet away from my husband. I don't like that at all. Mrs. Flux, I'm not taking my fiance out to lunch. I expect you to be here when I return. As soon as the boss is gone, we're going to dip out to buy school supplies. <laughs> and I guess the I guess when Rachel thinks school supplies, her first thought is shoes. She wants to buy the girls new shoes. Charlotte does not want new shoes. Charlotte's being fussy because she's holding on to these boots that her father randomly sent her one time. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't. They must. It must have happened recent, semi recently. If she hasn't outgrown them yet. Yeah. And so, like, it's just they're like her attachment to her dad. And Rachel's sick of it. Oh yeah. Charlotte, <laughs> do not get me frustrated. <laughs> I don't need any. Charlotte, don't aggravate me. All right. You're starting a new school on Monday, and those boots are. What's wrong with them? Everything. We go into a shoe store owned by Lou. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> yes, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Lou Lansky. Lansky. There are a pair of nuns being waited on, and Charlotte acts as if she's just running to Beyonce. Hail Mary, full of grace. <laughs> <laughs> They're nuns, Charlotte. Settle down. When they go to leave, Charlotte stands up like the queen is leaving the room. Yeah. And she opens her mouth to speak, and nothing comes out. Nice to meet you, Mrs. Glass. I hope you enjoy living in Eastport. Yes, dear. I desperately wanted to ask what color her bra was and if she had pure thoughts every second of the day, but... <laughs> well, <clears throat> goodbye. And that nun's just like, okay, <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> Lou's just one of those people who think he can just talk to you, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a friendly guy. He's a nice guy. Lou is obviously into, sh into Rachel. Into I, Cher. I also... <laughs> I also kept writing Cher in my notes. <laughs> Lou is obviously into Rachel because how could you not be? I know. And, and you know, she is she is oddly taken with him too, this scruffy little hobbit. Yeah, because he's just trying to be friendly. He's asking them where they're from. And, like he's kind of insatiable right now. He um says that, you know, he used to live in South Dakota. That's a lie. Is it? Because of the everything about him. <laughs> Why do you sound like that and say you were raised in South Dakota? Why do you sound like that? I know why you sound like that. Because you're not from South Dakota. So, who are you ladies from? I used to live in South Dakota myself. Can you imagine? I'm trying to keep culture in South Dakota. He sounds like he's from fucking New York. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, but he's actually—you're right. Bob Hoskins is an Englishman. He has the best American accents I've ever heard. That's and, insane. I always forget that he's British. Yeah, he asks her if he'll see her at the parent-teacher conference, and here's where my problem begins. Does he have a kid? No. Why is he going to be a parent-teacher night? Because he just goes to go. But why? Because he's lonely, okay. probably. I mean, that's fine. I just, I, I don't understand. But we'll, we'll come back to that. Everybody's going out for school the next day. And this is where we learn that Joe also drives the school bus. Talk to me, Joe. Please talk to me. So how do you like the house? I hate the house. 
I was born there. I love that house. You are? Under the kitchen table. Here's the thing I will say about Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe does actively try to put her off at oh, no, times. No. He doesn't predate her. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I will give him that and that only. But it doesn't end up staying that way, so I don't know what to think right now. Winona does such a good job of being this awkward-ass kid. Winona's such a great little angsty teen. Yeah. It's the Kristen Stewart of her day. Yeah, she's oh, <laughs> I No, that's awful. <laughs> that's Listen, awful. I don't think Kristen Stewart's that bad either. No, she's just a repressed lesbian. <laughs> like, she's a good actress if people would let her be a good actress. Amen. He's been telling her that he grew up in her house that she lives in right now. And she's like, that's so hot. Tell me more. <laughs> and I'm like, you little freak. She's oh, in, <laughs> she is enthralled at the idea because she's also sleeping in his old bedroom. Uh-huh. He carved red socks into the back of the door. I wrote, this is so much cringe. Oh, I like, know. It's so much cringier than he, I remember. He's so much older than her. It's so gross. On her way off the bus, she awkwardly is trying to ask him out, and eventually they make this weird little platonic plan to go swimming? Swimming, fishing? fishing. I don't remember. They're going fishing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because he's, like, trying to put her off. He's like, hey, yeah, I could maybe take you and your sister. And she's like, she hates fishing. <laughs> I love fishing. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll take you fishing You're with me 15, on Sunday. But whatever. Charlotte's doing her homework in the kitchen while her mom meets with the local Avon lady. Yeah. They're d- gossiping about Joe's alleged sordid past. I so wish he wasn't a part of this plot. <laughs> anyway, going on. You so resent that we have to have I this just, conversation. I just don't want to, I don't want to validate. Well, in high school, he was quite the golden boy. I mean, no one could touch him on a football field. Then right in the middle of the season of his senior year, he lost it. His girlfriend had just... Left town, kind of sudden, my theory. I happen to believe there's a little Joey Jr. walking around somewhere. There's all these rumors that his girlfriend left town and maybe she was a Praganonant. Praganonant. Why does this make her love him more? Joey, 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 entering a convent for the sin of getting a girl pregnant. A penitent man makes me love you even more. Because he joined the convent. Oh, God. He didn't join the convent. He's the groundskeeper. Please. That's what she says. I know. She says, it's the worst. And I'm like, you've got issues. She does. Bless her soul. They're going to give Charlotte a makeover until her mother makes some crack about the fact that she wants to be a nun. Like, she sits down to get beautied up and you know Charlotte looks kind of excited about it and then Rachel just goes oh this one's planning on being a nun and it just it ruins Charlotte's entire mood and she's just like okay bye and like gets up and walks away Rachel is driving them to parent teacher night and Charlotte is rightfully suspicious of her involvement I am your mother it is my job to watch over your education there's so little of it left what took you so long? Ooh, we're gonna play my favorite game. Who's the worst mother in the world? Ooh, now don't tell me. Let me guess. Who could it be? Could it be me? You love it when they squabble. Oh yeah, because they're great at it. The banter back and forth. It's such. It's so great. The the theme throughout this movie is that they both think there's a very particular way you live life. And yeah, they're so opposite. And you know, Rachel's an unorthodox Jew. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Charlotte is, is a, a Catholic. teenage Catholic. Yeah, so and they don't even realize how alike they are because they live life so differently. And yeah, he's like, are you at least gonna <laughs> talk to my teachers? And he's like, I don't need to meet your teacher. He's an asshole. <laughs> and she goes, 
You don't even know him. Honey, I don't need to know him. He drives an Edsel, for Christ's sake. <laughs> What's an Edsel? An Edsel. Okay. Do you remember when Hancock County Children's Theater did the Nifty 50s? Sort of, yeah. And yeah. There was a song in it called I Drive an Edsel. Yeah. The Edsel was a fancy looking kind of pompous ass. But like, <laughs> if you drove an Edsel, it's the Prius of its day, I think is what <laughs> I would say. Oh, no. I, I I don't know, really. I wasn't alive then. <laughs> Just the way she was like, he drives an Edsel, for Christ's sake. Rachel walks into that classroom and there's Lou. Everyone's eyes light up when Rachel comes into the room. Lou looks like he's been struck by lightning. He's like, oh, is your mom here? Oh. <laughs> the sight of her in that pink polka dot dress it makes him go silly in the <laughs> eyes she asks where his wife is and he starts explaining that she just left one day while she was vacuuming <laughs> didn't even bother to unplug it <laughs> she retorts by telling him about how charlotte's father left them while she was giving birth to her stole her car stole her car and her money oh my gosh rachel I like that they're getting chummy, but as soon as they were arm in arm, they left that classroom. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's about making eyes at each other now, not not the kids. I love it when they get into the auditorium and he's just like, Mrs. Flax. Yes, Mr. Lansky. I, uh, I try not to get involved with women when the World Series is about to start, but um, for you, I'd make an exception. Should I take that as a compliment? Oh, yes. I, I would really like to know you a whole lot better. That's another thing. Lou loves baseball. <laughs> Lou loves baseball. Lou's obsessed with baseball. He loves baseball so much he doesn't want to complicate his personal life during <laughs> the World Series. He's just like, but for you, Rachel, I'd make an exception. <laughs> yes, I would like to get to know you a whole lot better. <laughs> In his face when he's saying it, I'm just like... Okay. Someone needs needs to explain to me why I find him so endearing. Because normally I would be making mole man jokes. Yes. And I just find him weirdly endearing. He's adorable. It's something about the way he looks at her. I think that's what it is. It's so pure. Like, it's not lecherous in any way. So call me Lou. So Lou, call me. Well, how about Sunday? I'm, I'm free all day. How about breakfast? Great. I'll bring bagels. So we've come to the morning of the fishing outing, yes? (laughs) It's like seven in the morning. She's making sandwiches to take along for lunchtime. And that line where she's like, I'll make him big, strong sandwiches a man uh, that a man can sink his teeth into. Charlotte, don't do this. And then Rachel decides to be a dick. And she's like, It's after seven, Charlotte. He's late. I will not start the day with an argument. I will tally up my evil thoughts for the week and ignore her. When a man's late, it's time to clear the decks. She's already nervous enough. (laughs) She doesn't have to be a burr about it. I love that when Charlotte has her back turned, Rachel takes the star cutters and cuts her sandwiches into star shapes. (laughs) Because it's classy or something? Because it's cute, I guess. And, you know, Rachel's gonna Rachel. Yeah. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Or don't do anything I would. So while she goes out at seven, again, at seven o'clock in the morning to go fishing, folks, I know that that's when you have to go out to get the fish. But like seven in the morning. I know. And so while she goes out with Joe, she's invited Lou over for some get to know you time. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in the kitchen and they're having breakfast. 
And Rachel is filling him in on every nosy question he has. <laughs> I love when he's just like, he was straight up with her. He was. He's just like, who's Kate's father? Are you always this, this nosy? nosy? Uh, small town boy. I like to know other people's business. Do you mind? No, when I mind, you'll know I mind. To his credit, he's transparent. <laughs> it's refreshing to me. That's another reason I like him. Speaking of which... They head to bed, and when we're done, we're having a dismal conversation about how men always lie. Yes. <laughs> Rachel probably does not have the best taste in men, but that doesn't mean that men should treat her terribly. No. And she's had a bad track record, and she just doesn't trust men anymore, I don't think. And I love what Lou says. He's like, well, when you expect the worst from people, they usually deliver. Are you always as aggressive after sex? You call this aggressive? Oh, yeah. Hey, this is fun. Can we do it again next Friday? You don't waste time, do you? Yeah, life's too short. I'm sorry I got so old before I know it. Now we're out on the fishing date. <laughs> okay. I have in all capital letters. <laughs> oh, my God. Is Joey drinking a beer in the car? Maybe it's a soda pop. It looks like a tall boy. No, it's a thermos. Is that what it is? He's holding the thermos full of like a pot of like it's like cocoa or coffee or something. Oh my god! He lets I her drink it. I thought it was a tall boy because he lets her drink it. I thought we were. And she puts her lips on it. and Goes, oh my god, our lips are touching. Oh god! Remember, this is a tall boy in my memory. No, I thought it was a no. beer. But she <laughs> thought we were having a beer at seven o'clock in the morning. She's being a little weirdo the whole day though. I like that moment where they're walks where they're hiking back to the river and she's just like. So, Joe, tell me about the nuns in the convent. Do they wear underwear in the shower? I don't believe I said that. You know, I'm always just, I'm too embarrassed to take a shower after gym. Mary O'Brien, she dances around naked, screaming about her boyfriend's quivering loins. Shut up, Charlotte. Shut up. She is babbling. <laughs> you should play that I'm one. I'm gonna. She trips on a rock and he catches her and she falls against his arm. And Ross, if he had given her one second longer, she would have licked his jacket sleeve. <laughs> and she is so entranced by the smell of him. I don't understand how Joe spends this whole day in the boat with her and doesn't realize that she is so into him. I think he does know. You think he does know? Uh, yeah, I he, think he knows. He puts on like he's oblivious. And, you know, men can be oblivious. That's what men do when they don't want women to think <laughs> they like them. I mean, hey, at least he's not returning that energy. It's so nauseating. She won't stop staring at him. I know. At least it's convenient. If you get too hot, you just throw yourself overboard. Unclean thoughts purged. He drops her off later that night. And, of course, nothing happens. Charlotte comes in the house and Katie is breath training in the bathtub. Katie's whack. I love Katie. I love Katie, but she's whack. She's big you energy. She's just like holding her breath with a, under the bathtub water with a stopwatch in her hand. Scrubbing her rocks. Rachel is not watching her. I know. That makes me more nervous than anything. Did you see the thing on Facebook, that live stream? No. It was this live stream of these kids. And the cat, the title of the live stream was, can you watch them while I go smoke? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh my God. No, no, no. You can read your Hollywood magazine in the bathroom, Rachel, just to make sure she doesn't drown. She's trying to break the world record. I can't look. If she's not up in 10 seconds, call an ambulance. So when are you going to see him again? I don't know. Well, if I were you, Charlotte, I'd go easy. 
I mean, I know that you're planning a celibate life, but with half my chromosomes, I think that might be tough. Charlotte is not doing well with her internalized lust for Joe. No, it's, not at all. It's really bothering her. It's bothering her to her core. It's bothering me. It's, yeah, I know. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it's about her, but it's bothering me. I 100% agree. <laughs> I must stop having impure thoughts about Joe. I don't take the bus to school anymore, but that doesn't seem to help. Maybe if I can figure out why I love him, the sick feeling will go away. She feels it's against, you know, her Catholic beliefs yeah. to be lusting after him this way. Please don't let me lust and do disgusting things. I think it's uh, wrong because it's against the law, but that's just me personally. Yeah, don't do disgusting <laughs> things. The next line that I have in my note is toothpaste, Rachel, really? <laughs> Rachel's handing out toothpaste at Halloween. Dick. I love that little Katie's the goldfish. <sighs> yeah. It's a so, little swimmer. It's so cute. They, Rachel, Charlotte, and Lou all go to Katie's swim meet, and Katie comes in second. Mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm. baby. Little baby. The coach comes up to them afterwards to be like, hey, yeah, good job. Good, great job, Katie. And then something I noticed, she gets in a car with another lady. Yeah. Are she, they gay? No. <laughs> she gets into a car with Mrs. Crane. We'll formally meet Mrs. Crane later. Mrs. Crane is the one that found her in... The stall. Oh, that's right. When she was listening to those girls telling that BS story about blowjobs. Yes. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> we had oral sex by the old railroad tracks. I love it when they moan. Oh, and I'm gross. Like, okay, Mary, whatever your name <laughs> Throw is. Throw cold water on her. I guess they're spending the night at Lou's. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And here's where I'm coming back to my problem. He shows the girls a bedroom that's clearly made up. For, for a pair of female children. Yeah. But where are the female children? He made it up for them. So he made that up for Charlotte and Katie. For them, yes. Okay. All right. They just don't make that clear. It's like he's got kids that are hiding. I mean, why would there be? Well, you know, my question is, is did he have kids? Are they with their mother? Does it matter? No, no. I mean, it might add some additional context to his, you know, obvious affection for them. They really get along. Lou's somewhat of an artist. In a callback I did not expect, Lou wants to paint Rachel like one of his French girls. Yes, yes. <laughs> but as Cleopatra this time. Yes. So he dresses uh, Rachel up in what he thinks is Cleopatra. <laughs> She's just got some bobbery on. These paintings are terrible. <laughs> oh, no. Lou. And I can't even paint or draw. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I said painting was my passion. I didn't say it was good, you know? Hey, girls, you gotta back me up here. Did either of you ever once hear me say to your mother that I had talent? No. No. I rest my case, okay? All of the portraits in the attic that he shows her, they're all of the same woman. It makes me wonder if it's his ex-wife. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Lou is so happy to be painting her picture. Mm -hmm. It's cute. They're having a good time. So she falls asleep there, right? Yeah, I just she just falls asleep there and Lou just left her there? I guess. <laughs> and like, you know, there's a thunderstorm going on and it wakes Charlotte up in the middle of the night. And Charlotte, like, goes in. Charlotte checks on the progress on the painting when she comes up into the attic. Poor Lou can't draw hands. No. <laughs> You're right. He absolutely cannot. I don't mean, I mean, hey, hands are hard. I get it. <laughs> A lot of artists draw characters with hands behind their backs so they don't have to draw their hands. Like, she, like, 
goes in to check on Rachel, who's just schnocked out in that chair. <laughs> and she pulls a blanket over her, and in voiceover, she says this really poignant thing. Sometimes I feel like you're the child and I'm the grown-up. I can't ever imagine being inside you. I can't imagine being anywhere you'd let me hang around for nine straight months. I There are hundreds of thousands of kids who feel that way. I know. It's so rough. You know, I don't think Rachel's the worst parent that has ever existed, but, you know, it's obviously not working for her kid. The next morning, Katie is pretending to shave next to Lou in the bathroom mirror. Yeah, I love it. With the shaving cream in the comb. Mambo Mambo Italiano. Hey, Mambo. Mambo Italiano. Go, go, go. You mixed up Siciliano. All you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy way. Hey, Mambo. Mambo Italiano. Mozzarella. I don't know. When Lou sits down to eat breakfast with them, he's the only one who instinctually sits down at the table. Like, everybody else is standing around. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, is this how you normally eat breakfast together? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. This is totally normal for us. They just, you know, they have a different normal. Exactly. And see, that's the other thing. Like, they are so not what he expected. What is he used to? Did he and his wife sit down together all the time? Did he, his wife and a kid sit down together all yeah. the time? Yeah, where are the ghost children? I don't understand. Oh, oh, I love this part. I love this part. I love this part. We're getting... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Do you love this part? I love this part. <laughs> Sorry. We're getting a whitewashed film reel of the first Thanksgiving. Yes. When Mrs. Crane comes in in a state. What is it? This is a day for laughter Martha. and rejoicing. The president's but been shot. The, the president's been shot. <laughs> so we've seen this depicted over and over again, right? Yes. The world basically came to a halt when President Kennedy was shot. And everyone gathered around the radio to be scared together. We will get to that topic when we do JFK. <laughs> you don't want to go on at length about Kennedy's assassination? If either you know or you don't, and I cannot bog down the rest of the recording <laughs> talking about the Kennedy assassination. I can't get you started. Y- you'll never finish. Exactly. <laughs> everyone is walking around in a useless daze because they're they're all in mourning. Their leader is dead. Yeah. It, it's traumatic. And we get Charlotte in voiceover... <laughs> It feels like there isn't a single adult left on the entire planet. Oof. Too real. I know. Too real. Like, I mean, hey, sometimes adults don't know what to do and it's it's weird. It's she, weird and scary. So Charlotte's like, I'm weepy and emotional. I'm going to go up to the convent. She goes to find Joey at the convent. He- so Quasimodo's in the bell tower <laughs> and he's ringing the bell and she she gets overcome with emotion and runs up the bell tower to find him. Of course, he's distraught too. Everybody was. The old man who did his job before me, he had Indian ways. He could stand so quiet, his heels together like a little dance. <laughs> the world's gone crazy. I hate all of his lines. Why? All of them. <laughs> Why? Because his character's so forced. <laughs> 
and I'm like, you're just a vehicle. <laughs> you're just a vehicle for this young woman's lust. They're comforting each other. And I counted it off on my fingers how long it was going to take to get sexual. And with one finger left, she starts tonguing his tonsils. And I love it because she looks over his shoulder and sees the busts of the saints. The angels are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Like, Charlotte, why you sinning? They're literally like, in my Christian household? <laughs> and she is terrified. The dramatic dun-duns. Yeah. I, I can't. It's too funny. It, I, I love it. She runs from the tower, distraught at her own evil deeds. <laughs> she's so overcome. She thinks she's so bad because she's emoted in this moment. And that's on Catholicism. I, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's really repressing some natural urges. We should not be exercising them with a 26-year-old man. When you're 15? No. Yeah, no. No, not at all. No, but like, it, that's not, no, that's not on them. But I just, it's so much. Much, and she we get, th she thinks she's so evil and unclean. It makes me feel bad for her. We get these shots of her in the shower, scrubbing her skin until it bleeds. And she's like reciting the Lord's Prayer to herself. I'm like, honey, you just kissed him. She's got this book of saints open and she's like, okay, all the saints got their trial. What do you want from me, God? I bumped into Mr. Crane on the way over, leaving Sammy's house. That old witch woman? Yeah, he's one of the baby real bad. I guess she's trying one of her love potions. Wish I had trouble conceiving. I can get pregnant if I hang my clothes next to a man's suit. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. Anything but that. She comes to the grand conclusion. She's pregnant. And she can't. She doesn't think she can tell Rachel. <laughs> oh, my God. Rachel is kind of impossible. You I know, mean, with she... at least with Charlotte. You know what I mean? Charlotte really doesn't feel like she can open up to her about anything. Because she's going to get judged. Yeah, she doesn't think that Rachel's going to understand anything about her, where she's coming from, how she's feeling. You're driving me crazy. I'm pregnant. Lord, how could you do this to me? How could you be so strict? Are you okay? Eat and get some rest and we'll just talk about this tomorrow. Mary didn't even kiss Joseph and look what happened to her. This 15-year-old child thinks she's carrying the next messiah, all because she kissed a man in a church bell tower. This is what happens when you don't fund sexual education. Rachel says that thing like, I can get pregnant if I hang my, if I hang my skirt next to a man's suit. <laughs> oh and God. Charlotte's like, oh God. <laughs> she just keels over right there in the hallway. Rachel's in the tub, this adorably 60s pastel pink tub. Reading Peyton plays. Listening to Leslie Gore. I get it. It's the 1960s. Yes. Charlotte comes in and she's just sitting on the toilet and she's just sitting there in silence. She wants to tell Rachel that she thinks she's pregnant, but she just can't. Yeah. Like, it's just... it's. She knows it's going to sound ludicrous to her and she's just going to judge her. Hello? Is there anybody there? Just give me a second. I'm trying, Mom. What? I want to tell you. What? I may be pregnant with the next Jewish-Italian messiah. What? Nothing. Charlotte, what in the hell is the matter with you? I mean, what is happening in your brain when you just sit there, not moving, not speaking? What? And so she just walks out, and all of the sudden we're wishing that dad was here. Yeah. That's pretty typical. I mean, one parent leaves, and then sometimes kids resent the parent that stays. Yes. And they 
create this idealized picture of what the other parent was like after they left. So little Catholic Charlotte steals Rachel's car. Baby Jesus would be so disappointed. Um, yeah. So basically, um, Charlotte just kind of goes off the deep end, kind of has a bit of a breakdown, steals the car. And she's like, I'm just going to drive a couple states away. I love this shot where she's driving through the streets. She's like, I want to lead a violent and exciting life. <laughs> I'm like, she's really, this woman needs meds. She, <laughs> she is exerting some repressed emotions. <laughs> she gets to Connecticut. The car breaks down in front of this nice house. Does it break down? Yeah. That's my question. I didn't think it actually broke down. I thought that was something she made up to get into this young family's house. She ran out of gas. Okay. All right. I thought In she, Connecticut. I thought she made it up. I really did because she gets into this young family's house. They're nice enough to like cook her breakfast and the dad's looking at her car and everything. And she's telling all of these random lies yeah, about where she came from and who her people are. She is literally trying to create a new reality for herself. And I think she is putting way too much stock in it. What's your name? Sal. Sal what, dear? Val. Sal Val. Uh-oh. My parents. They love rhymes. We stay up late every night trying to think of new ones. Me, mom, dad, sis, and my big brother, Al. She's lying to these people so they will take care of her. Yeah, I think she just wants to be part of a, quote, normal family for five minutes. Back at Rachel's, she is standing in the kitchen mystified. And I'm like, girl, you have no right to be. Yeah. She has some nerve. I'm her mother. If something was bothering her, I'm the last person she'd talk to. Girl, that's the problem. Yeah, that that's the problem, Rachel. Come on. She's trying to tell Lou what's what. You know, I know that she's doing this to turn my hair white. She's doing this because she has a problem. And she's probably too frightened to talk to you about Why would she be frightened? Rachel, you can be a little abrasive. Shit, even I'm scared to talk to you sometimes. She's a kid. Lighten up. Don't ride her too hard. I don't need a lecture on parenting from you. And I just, I don't know. I feel like you should be able to talk to your mom about anything. Am, am I alone? No. I know. Okay. All right. I forget how, but Lou finds out where she is and he comes to get her. Cut to Cher with a knife. Because <laughs> like the next thing we see is Cher with a knife. And I'm like, oh no. She's like, I'm fucking mad. Let's have some Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> They're standing in the kitchen and Rachel just angrily cutting up these Rice Krispie treats. Do you have the slightest idea what you've just put me through? I thought you were kidnapped. I thought you were dead. I thought that you were laying by the road someplace, chopped into a million pieces. Go to your room. I can't talk to you right now. If I talk to you right now, I'll kill you. Like that all fizzles out in like five seconds and a shot of scotch later, she's ready to communicate. It's okay, honey. Mommy's not mad anymore. That's exactly what I thought about. But Charlotte can only respond in inner monologue. This poor kid. I know. I wish she felt like, I wish they felt like they could talk to each other. Yeah. They just think the other is so weird and wrong. They think the other one is against them. Yeah. So tell me, Charlotte, what's going on? You don't get it, Mom. I think I'm pregnant. It may be the Lord's child. Are you trying to make me crazy? Oh, you wouldn't understand. You don't believe in religion. You don't believe in anything. Why were you running? 
Running away doesn't solve anything. When she said that, I almost flipped my laptop. The look Charlotte gives her, like, really? All she does is run away. She's like, I don't run away. I move on. Sure. <laughs> That's classic adult rebranding. Sure, Rachel. You take adolescent behaviors into adulthood and then you're like, oh no, it's not this anymore. It's called this now. <laughs> Rachel's going to storm out of the room and before she turns around and says, Let me tell you something, Charlotte. You know, sometimes being the mother really stinks. I don't always know what I'm doing. It's not like you and your sister came with a book of instructions. You know, if, if I can help you, tell me. I'll give it my best shot, but I, that's all I can do. You know, she has made questionable choices up to this point, but that's an honest attempt to understand your kid. She's telling her, talk to me. You know, tell me what's bothering you. And Charlotte just can't tell her. Yeah. It's too, I think she has trouble even saying it to herself. I'm glad Lou doesn't inherently want to make a pest of himself, but he really should have more questions about the fact that this woman has a history of transients. Yeah. They're like, oh, we moved around a lot. And he just does not ask enough follow-up questions about that. So we're just going to go to women now because they help out women now. <laughs> yeah. Charlotte goes into that clinic under the name Joan Arc. Police. She's like, okay, time to see if there's actually a baby inside of me. The doc checks her out. And she's just... She's not prepared. She's not... She's, she's never been through this kind of exam before. She's so worried. She's asking all these questions. And he's like, it's okay. Let's go talk in my office. Yeah. He sits her down in his office and he goes, Why did you think you were pregnant? You're still a virgin. I want to die now. Right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so it's crazy to think that one kiss could get you pregnant. But how would I know? And what about the Virgin Mary? And look at St. Perpetua. She got transformed into a man and then fought with the devil and walked on his head. Weird things happen. And she's like, okay, maybe it was crazy to think that I was <laughs> impregnated with the Son of God. But like, hey, everything's subjective. I'm not really going to drag her for it because, again, no comprehensive sex education going on you here. Know, things get considerably better before they get worse for yeah. Charlotte, don't they? They sure do. Rachel is off to Boston to run an errand for her boss and she's leaving the girls with Lou. While she's gone, Lou and the Goyles manage not only to make a meal, but they convert their whole bedroom into an underwater theme. Yeah, they paint it blue and they get all this tissue paper and they make like eels and seaweed and like fish and tape it to the walls. When Rachel gets back home, they're all sitting in the middle of this room and Lou goes, Katie wanted to know what it felt like to sleep at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. You guys, what's going on in here? <laughs> My young friend, Esther Williams, wanted to know what it would feel like to sleep at the bottom of the ocean. A wish being my command, hey presto, Walter Wall Ocean. They're certifiable, you know that. Don't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> if that's true, I'm hanging around with the right family. It's shower. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh that is so neat. It's beautiful. How's that sitting on the bottom of the ocean? Flying fish and everything. Yeah. Oh, Ross, my, yeah. my heart. Yeah, and then they light it up with a little, you know, shadow thing. And oh. It's like, oh, it's nice. It's such a nice and moment. And Rachel is like, 
you familyed without me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She has a problem with the fact that all this happened without her here. I love that when they're setting the table for, because they go, oh, dinner. And so <laughs> they rush downstairs and like Cher is smoking and <laughs> Rachel is smoking and she has this look on her face. She's like, you managed to do all of that and cook dinner. <laughs> oh, she's resentful. Like She's got this look on her face. Like, what is this? What's this cute shit? <laughs> what's this? What's this family shit? What is it we're doing here? That's the cranberry sauce. Please. I want some chicken. What's happening here? <laughs> what usually happens when families sit down to a civilized meal together? They talk. Cranberry sauce? Yes. I want some chicken. Oh, I love some. She's so suspicious. And like, they all sit down to a dinner and like, they're having nice, normal dinner table conversations. She's so confused by it. And Rachel's like, Rachel literally says, what's happening? What's happening here? We're having a family dinner, sitting and down, having well, conversations. What Lou says is, what do families usually do when they sit down together? They talk. <laughs> I think using the word family set Rachel off. Oh, yeah. She's kind of mad, of him, mad at him because he did a nice thing for them, which translates to her as giving them false expectations. Yes. Because he's a man, right? He'll hurt her eventually. Mm-hmm. Come on, Rachel. There are nice guys. I never, I never said you could do this. Do what? Let Kate get so attached. That's so terrible. Yeah, this is not your family. You know, if you want to get closer to me, dial direct, but don't do it through my kids. A lot of mothers would say it's her right to say how involved he can be in their lives. I mean, and that's true. But she is rejecting his kindness out of fear. Yeah. And, like, he just, he's so enraged at her, at the idea that she would be suspicious of his compassion and kindness. Yeah, but he doesn't understand. He's so angry, he goes up to the attic to sleep. He doesn't even want to be around her. Your whole life, you never did something for no reason except to make somebody happy. What is it that you want from me? A little trust would be nice. And if you care about us, would it kill you to show it? Hmm? I just, I don't know, man. I get it. I get why she's suspicious of him, but she just needs to lean into that. He's a, he's a nice man. So now it's New Year's Eve, and Charlotte and Katie are waiting with anticipation to see what their mother is going to wear to this Crane's New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. She's going to go with Lou, who is dressed as a pirate. I think that's funny, because he was Smee. <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted him to go, Smee, Smee. Basically, the next year over, he was Smee. What if this was the inspiration? (laughs) Oh my God. That's our Smee. That's our Smee. Um, And guess what Cher is? Go ahead. Guess what she is, guys. Guess what she is, guys. (laughs) All right, are you ready? One, two, three. No, I'm a lumberjack. I'm a car salesman. Thank you. All right. What do you think? She's a mermaid. She's a mermaid. And so she comes out of the bathroom looking Trey Gallant, part of your world, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) For a DIY costume, it's pretty excellent. Yeah. She's got the seashell bra and she's got a crown of shells and she's wrapped like blue cellophane around her wrist. You cannot convince me she did not pregame. (laughs) <laughs> you think she's already yeah, she's been getting in her car she's way too happy rupaul might call this dollar store realness i literally wrote a queen yes <laughs> she's so gorgeous a with queen. her tail and her makeup it's grand at the party lou and rachel are dancing the countdown is getting ready to start and i love this because he pulls rachel aside and uses this moment to talk about this <laughs> what are we gonna do rachel about what lou this relationship. What's the matter with this relationship? It's stuck. 
It has to move or it has to end. It can't just stay the same. You know, Lou, ultimatums don't sit really well with me. I love this because she thinks of running away as moving on. And he completely turned that around on her because now moving on means committing, which is something she's not great at. Yeah. She rejects his offer of marriage and cohabitation like right before the New Year's ball drops. Yeah. It's a rough way to start a new year, Lou. <laughs> I'm sad for Lou. Well, so far, 1964 is a big drag. Are you coming home with me? Another night. Happy New Year. The next thing I have in my notes is, oh, Lord, now I'm mad. Because Rachel tries to leave the party and she can't get her car to start. And, like, Joe's also been at the party. He, like, delivered some liquor. He was just going to get back out of there. And he offers her a ride home. Like, when they pull up to her house, the awkward silence where she's just staring down at him like he's dinner. Oh, I know. And she's like, thanks for the ride, Joe. (laughs) And Joe's like. Okay. She's too drunk to get out of the car, so he comes around and, like, helps her out. But that translates into her um, snogging him. She makes a move on him, and I I was yelling. Charlotte's watching from the window, and Charlotte has no qualms getting directly involved. Oh, no. She's so horrified. Her mother is sucking face with the guy she loves. Mm -hmm. Ew. So she goes right out front and gives them the business. You kissed him? You kissed him? How could you do that? How could you let her kiss you? Charlotte, for God's sake, it was just a little New Year's Eve kiss. But you don't believe in New Year's. I know. She really lets Joe have it, too. Yeah. Like, I think almost a little bit too much. Like, I don't mean to be this way. Rachel definitely kissed him. Like, there's part of me that feels bad for Joe. I mean, yeah, in that moment. These two women are just... You know, yeah, all up in his business. Fetishizing him. And fetishizing him. But, you know, he loses all of my sympathy very shortly. He does. (laughs) Why is Rachel gone this time? I really don't know. I'm just going to assume she's on an errand for her attorney boss. We cut to Charlotte in her room making herself up to look like Rita Moreno or something. And uh, yeah, because Charlotte thinks um, that Rachel's declared war. Okay, Mom. You want to drive Lou away? That's your business. You want Joe? That's war. I have in all capital letters. Who is this person? Yeah. She thinks she's in sexual competition with her mother for Joe's attention. Yeah, it's... um, It's so toxic and weird. It's so weird. And, and like, I don't really think... Do you really think that Rachel has any actual interest in Joe? Or do you think no. she was just... No, not schlock? at all. She was just drunk. She was drunk. Okay. And no, not at all. It's just... It was just still inappropriate. I just... It's all so toxic and weird. He's a man, guys. There's lots of them. She puts on her mom's dress. Does herself up like her mom. <laughs> She's going to kill you if you put those on. Back to your rocks, Kate. Okay. She's like, mind your own business, Katie. And Katie just like sighs and walks away. She's like, all right, that's just something I'll have to deal with later. Poor Katie. Goes back to scrubbing her rocks. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'll just go back to scrubbing my rocks. If I'm scrubbing my rocks, they're not fighting. She's in her mother's dress, full face of makeup, making finger foods for her little sister. Mm -hmm. She's literally become Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in addition to uh, putting on all of her mother's clothes and makeup, we're drinking. Oh, yeah. We're drinking cooking wine. Yeah. Oh, and we're letting Katie try the cooking wine. That's so bad. That is so bad. Yeah. So she lets Katie get drunk. So a tipsy Charlotte and I am assuming a very drunk little Katie. 
start walking towards the bell tower. Charlotte wants to show her the bell tower. Yeah. I'm like, this is a great idea. Yeah. It's only freezing out. And we're going over all this water. They get to the bell tower and Katie's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go pick stones. That's what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> like they're in letter Kenny. I'm going to go pick some stones. Yeah. How are you going to get up there in your shoes? I'll manage. I'm going to go collect rocks. Okay, well, I'm going to be right back, okay? So don't go anywhere. And so, you know, up the bell tower with her sexy self. This is where I tensed up because that child wandered away and she's going up to this tower where I know that man is going to be. And I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. I fast forward through it. Oh, it's rough. I don't know. It's not like that rough, but like, it's like, oh, dear. You guys know what happens, right? She finds Joey in the tower and they just start clawing at each other. Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> He is 26 and she is 15. I have so many protestations. We didn't need to have the 26-year-old, the flower, the 15-year-old. No! Sorry, Orion. Sorry, Richard Benjamin. (laughs) Katie is like out in the middle of the creek. Yeah. On the edge of that waterfall we were talking about earlier. Yeah, she's trying to get a stone. She's drunk. She's a drunk child. And what happened, the worst that can happen happens. She topples over, over the waterfall into the creek. Katie, we know, is a very good swimmer, but she's got all of those clothes on and she's drunk and it's cold. It's really upsetting. The whole sequence is really upsetting. She's screaming and Charlotte's not hearing it. Yeah, because she's getting her brains blasted in the bell tower. Oh, man, it's all bad. And so (laughs) it's actually very, it's not very, I don't think it's good for, oh my God, viewers I don't think can handle this sequence very well. Because, meanwhile, you have two people having sex, and then you have a little girl drowning at the same time, and they keep cutting back and forth between the two. And it's like, and oh! Like, How are we supposed to feel about this moment? <laughs> Ew! Are we supposed to be like, oh, the adult man is defiling the little girl? Or are we supposed to be like, oh, that poor little girl's drowning? Like, it's two horrible things. <laughs> the nuns, who are obviously not having premarital sex, the, they, they go into high gear. The nun phone rang. <laughs> Quick, there's a little girl drowning in the creek. That one nun that wades in and yeah. pulls her out, she is not messing around. I'm like, you go, nun. And so um, we've ended up in intensive care. R- Rachel doesn't have words. She's so angry at Charlotte. Yeah. She just, I imagine her eyes, she walks down that hallway and stops and stares at her. Yeah. I imagine her eyes is like little laser beams. She just wants to eviscerate Charlotte with her stare. Charlotte thought she could run her mother's life better than she could. And this is what happened. Yeah. That horrible <laughs> scene. Oh, God, that gets you. Rachel's sitting by her bedside and she's telling her the story of the day she was born. You should play it. I brought you home and Charlotte pretended that you were hers. She even tried to make you call her her mom. We tickled your ears and we watched you sleep. And the only thing that... The only thing that we ever agreed on was that you were a wonderful child. Oh, my heart. I know. And I mean, big mood. I didn't, Ross, I didn't like you there for a minute at the beginning. Because, of course not. Because I was four years old and wanted more attention. But I just love you. I've always loved you, buddy. I love you, too. I know. Charlotte sobs when Lou calls her to say Katie's going to be okay. Yeah. Like he tells her that he's, he tells her she's going to be okay. And she can't even, she can't even form words. Rachel's coming back to the house. 
oh yeah, she's coming back to get clothes. I'm like, oh goody, here we go. So we put Joe in a truck <laughs> and send him away. Thank you. I have in all capital letters, sir, get in the truck and back away from the <laughs> underage girl. Rachel comes home and she is absolutely done with Charlotte. If you're smart, you'll just stay away from me. <laughs> okay, mom. Start packing. And if Loverboy doesn't like it, that's too goddamn bad. No, this is not about him. This is about me, okay? And this scene is so great because what ends up happening is we just end up in a fierce back and forth where they're screaming about everything that's bothering them. Finally, everything that everybody's been holding in is getting out on the table. The dialogue is fantastic. Charlotte says, plate smash. <laughs> Charlotte says, hell no, and smashes that plate. Look, maybe your life works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And I want to stay. And do what? Finish high school. Great start. What's your major, town tramp? No, Mom, the town already has one. After the slap, the fight kind of fizzles into tears. And like, I just, I hate it. I just hate it when that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't even have energy anymore. Exactly. It's been so emotionally cathartic. Uh, can you imagine having re repressed and bottled up all of those feelings? Yes. And you're finally being honest with each other. Yes. <laughs> you're not. Yes, I can. <laughs> she, they sit down next to each other on the sofa. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte starts asking her questions about her dad. Yeah. It's like the things that they should have been talking about to begin with. Did you love my father? Yeah, I did. What was he like? Oh, he was charming and he made me feel really special for about a minute and a half. And then he was gone. He only met her once when she was four. There are no pictures and he never had any real interest in being a part of their life. So I think once she finally understood that, things would get better in that area. I think she's starting to see that, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's not easy being a single parent. No. Like, this is not news. Rachel makes questionable choices, but it's not easy when you're the only person there. Mm -hmm. And you're not uh, whole yourself. Yeah. And then finally, Charlotte's just like, Mom, can we please stay so my sister and I can have some semblance of stability? Consistency! Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if we could stick around? <laughs> the next thing I have in my notes is this movie ends rather abruptly. Yeah, it does. Uh, because we cut to three months later. Rachel has obviously let them stay in the little town of Eastport. Yeah. Rachel and Lou are getting along. They're maybe not exclusive wholly, but they're getting along. He's taking them on family trips to like the Baseball Hall of Fame. They went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's he got so, to touch Lou Gehrig's glove. He's so adorable in that moment because like the girls just like, the women just like look at the glove and they walk by and he's like, wait, wait, where are you going? <laughs> it's just like he reaches out and touches it. He's oh, like, it's like, oh, wow. It's like it's the Holy Grail. It's very precious. But yeah, I wrote, I really can't believe they're not going to have her marry Bob Hoskins. They're not. That just seems like such a classic 90s move. Yeah. We get married for no reason at the end of the movie. But no, I don't think she wants to. No, and that's fine. It's not as, it's not perfect and tidy. And I respect that. Charlotte is very popular with boys now um, because uh, word got around about what happened in the bell tower with Joey. Small town. Yeah, and she's just, she's kind of embracing it. She, she's living her truth. I mean, everyone probably 
probably heard it from the bell tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's obsessed with Greek mythology now. It's- Healthier. <laughs> Healthier, in my opinion. 100%. Charlotte, we're not Greek. <laughs> Katie is swimming again. I wrote, Tiny Tim didn't die. No. (laughs) God blesses everyone. Katie is fine. She is swimming again. She is on her way to swim in the English Channel. We go out on a scene where they're all setting a table together and they're dancing. And I love the bit where they're doing the monkey. Mm -hmm. It's all such a great vibe. I guess everything's gonna be all right now. Like, Rachel learned not to run, and Charlotte learns not to be so uptight? Sure. Is that what we've learned? And, uh, you know, You know the one who didn't learn anything? Joe. Joe didn't learn anything. He went off to Florida. Yeah. Why do they always flee to Florida? To have sex with more underage girls. Unfortunate. <laughs> Over the credits, we hear Cher's cover of the Shoop Shoop song. Does he love me? I wanna know. Cher, you are shameless. <laughs> I love shameless. it. Shameless. The music video is very cute. They're all in like little outfits. They all match. It's adorable. It's a Betty Everett song, I think, that she did a cover of. You have seen this movie, but I never had. It's one of those things where I've only ever heard about it referenced. Heard it referenced. I always wondered what mermaids meant as a title. I don't know. It shows up one time. I, 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 I think there are other titles here. Is it because Katie's obsessed with swimming? Is it because... No, it, it, is they it liken beca- that to a fish. And she, there's that scene where they all fall over laughing in the bathtub while she's dressed as the mermaid. And that's a great shot. But like, I don't understand where mermaids comes from. I don't know. I think someone picked a name out of a hat. I'm sure what to glean from this outside of the fact that adulthood is never as easy as it looked when we were kids yeah i think it i think it shows us you know our relationships with our parents can be very complicated and it can often staunch progress and growth sometimes when we don't even mean for it to because kids just don't know yeah we just don't know yeah and sometimes kids are not going to tell you what's going through their minds you got to talk to each other, people. Yeah. And I, I I, mean, this movie, watching it again, I'm realizing just how weird it is. But at the same time, I think I like it because I like their performance. Oh, yeah. The chemistry, the closeness of Cher and Winona, Winona and uh, Christina. Yeah. It's a very adorable. I, I believe they're a real little family. Exactly. Girls out here making it on their own. You know what I mean? And what? Shout out to all of the unconventional mothers out there. Yeah, you know, the non-traditional families, I'm mm. using air quotes. It's, you know, it's hard. It's hard being out here by yourself. And I have mad respect for all single parents, honestly. I could, I, I, I don't have, I, I don't know how I'll ever take care of a dog. Like, <laughs> I can barely take care of myself. You know, I like Bob Hoskins' character. I do kind of like that they don't end up, you know, cozy at the end because I think that would just be too simple. 
I think they have more to figure out. Yeah, I like them staying, you know, a family unit, the three of them, and figuring themselves out mm-hmm. before, you know, they bring him into it. So that's good. I like that. And, you know, at the end of the movie, I just found myself thinking that was not a disagreeable way to spend two hours. Good. I'm glad you didn't totally hate it. I just, I didn't, I didn't even not like it. I just don't have strong feelings about it, you know? Any last thoughts for you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very excited about next week's choice, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, you're already fired up because this was a movie from one of from our top ten list. So we did single mothers. Now, now let's do more conventional mothers. You're very excited about this. I love this movie. I'm very, very excited to talk about it. Next week, folks, we are going to be doing the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio. Starring Julianne Moore. I love Julianne Moore. And Woody Harrelson. Yes. Oh, my God. Finally, we're doing a movie with Woody Harrelson in it. Yes. Our first Woody Harrelson. I love Woody Harrelson. And it's it's a really touching story, and it's really, really great. I've loved it ever since I was little. It's based on a true story. It's based on a very true story. It's based off a memoir. It's about this mom in the 1950s who was able to feed a family of 10 children simply by contesting, right? Yes. She would, like, write little jingles and send them in, and she would win prize money, she'd win appliances, Mm -hmm. she'd win trips, shopping sprees, and that kept them going for a very long time. Despite the alcoholic father. Yes. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Can't wait for Woody Harrelson to play another alcoholic. So we'll be getting into all of that next week. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write fan mail, hate mail, requests, questions at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And please, guys, please, please don't forget to recommend us to your friends and your family. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom. Got the news, got the news, got the news.